It is Friday, October 27th, 2023. This is a World Series edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by friends over at SeatGeek. That is my man, Trevor Bluth. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. And a quick reminder, this show is presented to you by SeatGeek. So I want you to go download the SeatGeek app if you haven't already on your phone. You can save 10% if you use the code word John Boy Postseason. That's all one word, John Boy Postseason, all caps. You can use it if you're going to be in Arlington or in Phoenix, Arizona for the World Series. You can use it for an NFL game, college football, NBA, NHL, concert goers. But I want you to save 10%. So go download the SeatGeek app right now. How you doing, buddy? We finally arrived at the World Series after months and months and months, all this other stuff we had to get through. So we're here. It's fun to think about that. We've come a long way. I mean, literally from the beginning of spring training is kind of when we start our show and 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 amp it up a little bit, if you will. Uh, so it's like eight months. No. And here no. we are. And we have the D-backs Rangers, which, you know, I, I'm curious. Usually you see like some sort of old tweet with like people predicting World Series and all this. Stuff. I haven't seen one of these yet. No. I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll come out somewhere. Maybe. But Diamondbacks Rangers was not on a lot of people's preseason prediction list. There was no um, Braves will beat the Astros in six games predictions on this one. I don't think there's got to be some there's got to be, you know, it's it's somewhere out there. Yeah, uh, we start very quickly with a tip of the cap to one of my older brothers, Pete Rose, oh. who's got a birthday today. Yes, I love uh, Pete. The, Shout out Pete. Yeah, the Pete, not not that Pete Rose, not the hit king. Although I've told you this before that my brother totally perfectly mimicked Pete Rose's autograph. So I used to sell his autograph on the bus for a buck i kind of love that used to say he was my uncle and so kind of worked i love that don't come after me all right let's get to it let's have some fun with this what is each team's biggest advantage in the world series let's uh let's each go arizona first and then we'll follow up with texas uh, for Arizona, I think their biggest advantage in this series is being able to hold a late lead. I think the back end of their bullpen is kind of where they want to get to in a game as far as their pitching. They want to get there with the lead and they want to let those guys go do their thing. And, you know, like they've they've had the guys step up that really seem like if you give them the ball, they're going to get the job done. Uh, Ginkle and Seawald at the back end for eight and nine is great. But, you know, a guy like a, a Thompson, Ryan Thompson, uh, coming in with all the funk has been really good. Sal Frank has been kind of hit or miss. Uh, he he needs to get the ball back into the strike zone, in my opinion. I think I think he has the ability to miss a lot of bats and can be very good in this series. Um, but the back end of the bullpen for the Diamondbacks, I believe, is probably their biggest strength. That's funny because you must have copied right off my yeah. paper. They, you know, it's always interesting because you see the same guys pretty much in the same situation. And that means things are going good for your team, mm-hmm. right? If you can play that equation, we haven't seen the Diamondback starters for the most part go deep into the game. So sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth, you're seeing the same guys over. It just depends on what part of the order yes. they're looking at, whether it's lefties or righties. And you can throw Joe Mantiply in there as well. He's gotten some big moments, although not as many um, as the other guys. But yeah, I mean, Tori Lovello feels good because he wakes up and he says, I can rely on these four guys. I'm not so sure that Bruce Bochy feels exactly the same way about his bullpen. So we agree. Yes. What about Texas's biggest advantage? I think their biggest advantage is the ability to put up 
big crooked numbers, cluster run innings. I think that's kind of what they need to do to win this series. It's kind of what they've done throughout the postseason, the ability to put up a four spot. Now, scoring a run in an inning is great. Uh, scoring two runs is even better. But when you're able to put up those three, those fours, it's you're able to ice the game. And then they need to have those leads because we talked about the strength of the Diamondbacks back end of the bullpen. This is where the Rangers have they haven't necessarily struggled. Like the numbers are okay, but it almost feels like it's it's coming at any second. Uh, you know, Chapman is as erratic as ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have like Spores and Leclerc and Leclerc. I think he got touched up there by Altuve, so a lot of people remember that. He's actually been pretty good, and yeah. I think the, the the layoff is going to be good for him because he pitched in a lot of games so far in the postseason. Uh, but I think it's the ability to have, you know, six, seven, eight guys in their lineup be able to get that hit that three-run homer at any given time. I think that's their biggest advantage. For me, it's actually the top two guys in the rotation, and it's not like, listen, Gallon's first two starts, very good. His last two starts in the postseason, not as good. Merrill Kelly has been much more consistent. Uh, but to me, the guys that the Rangers are throwing out there in games one and two, Avaldi and Montgomery, have been off the charts great. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, Avaldi, three of his four starts, he has pitched into the seventh. Monty in two of his four, two of his four starts. He also came out of the bullpen in another appearance. So that means five of their eight starts they have worked into the seven. In today's game, that's pretty good. Kelly and Gallon they've combined to make it into the seventh in one of their seven postseason starts. Now their bullpen has been much more reliable, so it's not as important. Could it get off the tracks again? It could during the seven game series. Bruce Bochy knows he needs length out of these two guys. If he doesn't get it, he's piecing it together with guys that he doesn't trust. Yes. So that's where it is. That's where it is. Okay. uh, Question two. More important combo to bounce back for each team. In Arizona, Gallon and Walker. Or in Texas, Scherzer and Simeon. I just talked about cluster offense. You just talked about the first two starters for the Rangers. Uh, another thing that's been paramount in this postseason has been scoring first. So I think for me, it is the Max Scherzer, Marcus Simeon combination because Marcus just hasn't been good. Bottom line, here's his numbers. One for nine against Tampa, three for 14 against Baltimore, six for 29 against the Astros, no stolen bases, no home runs. That's not like Marcus Simeon. And you're leading this guy off. You want to have that punch at the top of the order. He needs to get it going. And then you mentioned the first two starters for the Rangers and how reliable they've been. Max Scherzer hasn't been that way. Um, and I know, and, and Jake pointed this out to me. You know, he goes, these starts are like his rehab starts that we've seen in the postseason. Like he uh-huh. didn't get to go down there and have some extended time at AAA to get feeling good again. So uh, he just hasn't looked reliable. Whereas Brandon fought has looked really good. I think that right now is probably an advantage for the Diamondbacks, that three starter. So, you know, in a seven game series like this, Scherzer's going to have, you just mentioned Bochi wants length from his starters. He has not got that from Scherzer. If he's able to get length from Scherzer and kind of get him back to, you know, just like a, a pretty average outing. And then Simeon uh, coming back, maybe hitting some homers, uh, getting that pop at the beginning of the game. I think that'll be crucial for the Rangers. Do you know the last date Marcus Simeon hit a homer? Ooh. Uh, September 25th. Close. A month ago today, the 27th. He hit a homer in a month. That's a long lot. time. And he's got a 50, 507 OPS. 
in the postseason. That's not him. That's not no. who he is. And you can tell it's frustrating for him. And he swings at a lot of early pitches and pops some up and gives it easy at bats for the other team. That's not what you want to be doing. Uh, I looked at some of Walker's numbers. Now, in his last 39 games, dating back to the regular season as well, he's got six homers, which doesn't sound that terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, only one has come in October. But if you prorate that out, right, and you try and figure it out over 162 games, that's about a 25 homer season, which is a little light for him. You know, he's in, he's constantly in the 30s. He also has a sub 700 OPS in the playoffs. I think they need him. I mean, he's not yeah. going anywhere. He's he's in the middle of that lineup, and so he needs to start producing. And as for Gallon, we saw it as I mentioned in his starts against Milwaukee and the first one against the Dodgers, and then we haven't seen it since. He's been all over the place, and he hasn't struck out guys. And I don't, you know, I I said it last time. I said I think I remember asking the question before the NLCS whether or not they have to win both of his starts. And we yeah. both felt, I think, I think I said yes. I don't know if you said it, but it, maybe you said that he and Kelly, they have to win three of their four. Three of their four starts, I said, yeah. And they lost both of Gallon's starts, and they still won that series. Because Brandon so Fox came through. they don't need that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's what has to happen, right? If your big guy fails, somebody else has to pick up the slack. Yeah. So maybe it is the tandem of, in Texas. I, uh... I hope we see a good gallon. I want to. I want to see like uh, an ace gallon go. But I, I. I think that'll be good for the the series as well. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen I, that yet. I mean, we haven't seen it in the last couple of games. He. He. I mean, look, it's a it's a tough Phillies lineup to pitch against, but this is also a very tough lineup to pitch against. He has just been fall like falling behind, uncharacteristically falling behind, and then in the middle too much. I mean, it's right. all standard pitching stuff. I just wanted to get to game six or seven. I like long series. We yeah, know do. That. Yes, we do. Yeah. All right. Well, today's edition of Baseball Today, presented by our friends over here at Mova Globes. If you have like friends or family members who literally have everything, you're like, I have no idea what to get them. Get them this. They are constantly rotating globes, always in motion, powered by ambient light. Now, you're probably looking at this thing saying, Rose, it's not spinning right now. That's because it's under my artificial light. So I can look handsome for you on our YouTube channel. But when the show is over and I open the drapes and I put this thing on the windowsill, it's spinning around like mad. Why? Because it's got hidden magnets in the thing that provide the movement. There's no batteries. There's no messy cords. It doesn't look ugly. It looks pretty. It sits on this very clear stand. It's also available in over 40 designs. It includes sports and world maps and outer space and famous artwork and much more. It's an official MLB partner, so it's great for any baseball collectibles enthusiast and also your devoted fans. Now, as of right now, there's a half dozen teams repped. The Dodgers, the Cubs, the Giants, the Astros, Red Sox, and Yankees. Next season, all 30 teams will be available inside of the MOBA Globe. But right now, we want you to enjoy 10% all of the up, uh, off of all the officially licensed MLB MOBA Globes. You use the code BT10. That is BT10. So go order your globes now with the link in the description. You will feel better. Just stare at that thing. It'll kind of soothe you throughout the day all right back to our world series talk uh, plenty of 25 and younger studs will be on display between the two teams the one that'll have the biggest impact is named 
you're right. There's a lot of guys here that you could go with. I, I'm I'm gonna go with my guy who I think has just been like the most consistent, uh, has been putting up the best at bats, um, and look doesn't look like he's 25 whatsoever. He hasn't even had a hiccup yet. It's Evan Carter with the Rangers. Okay. He's just so consistent right now, and I've seen this a couple times this year. Like, forgive me. I'm a Twins guy. I watched them play a lot this year. Eddie Julian really stood out to me because of his plate discipline and his ability to work really good at bats, and that's not typical for a rookie and a young guy. It's just not. Like, the big leagues is hard. Um, Guys can get you out of your game plan very easily because there's a lot of new pressures that come along with it, especially, Chris, in the postseason. Mm-hmm. especially when you didn't have many at-bats in the regular season to get your feet under you. Evan Carter has just come up and looked like a seasoned vet, put up great at-bats. Um, they call him three two, the 3-2 kid or whatever they call him, right. full-count Evan Carter. That's because he works at-bats. He's not swinging at pitches right outside the strike zone. He's making you bring the pitches into the strike zone, and when you do that as a hitter, you have better at-bats. I don't know if this is just who he is or if it's like a magical first month run for this guy. I, It really looks like this is who the player or this is the player that he is. A guy that is just really, really polished with his plate discipline. Um, I think that I think that plays no matter where you're at, what series you're in. If you have the ability to get the ball in the strike zone and you're not chasing, it translates. So I think because of that, He's going to have a really good World Series. He's going to continue his great postseason run that he's had. So I'm going to go Evan Carter. Yeah, he's been very impressive. I mean, it's it's hilarious how this stuff works, right? Six weeks ago, nobody even knew who he was. And now here he is hitting right in the middle of right in the Ranger middle of lineup. Um, yeah, he's, sit, he's sitting there in between Corey Seager and Adolis Garcia. It's pretty crazy stuff. I'm actually going to go with the Diamondbacks three-hole hitter. He wasn't when the series started, but he is now. Gabriel Moreno. Love that. He is fantastic on both sides of the ball. Now, he didn't even hit 10 homers during the season, but he's got three here in the postseason, so he's really started to find his way. He was a little banged up during the year, so that's why he didn't get to double digits in the power category. The thing I like most about him, in addition to the 850-plus OPS that he's shown this October, is the fact that he is like he's a little bit like a young Pudge Rodriguez or Yadi Molina, he controls the running game. Mm-hmm. And that has become a big, big part of what teams do this year. And if you could stall it, if you can keep guys on first and help your pitcher out a ton, forget about it. He was fifth this year in the entire league in terms of defensive runs saved with 20. And as far as outs above average when it came to throwing out base stealers, He was the best in baseball. You know, they really preach defense. Like, we always hear, like, well, we really stress our defense. And you're like, Jesus, really? But, like, with Arizona, you believe it. And he's the centerpiece of that, in my opinion. Yeah, he's been really fun to watch behind there. Both these catchers are actually really fun to watch. But but the way he controls the run game, um, I think the pitchers also have a lot of trust in him. That's interesting for a young guy as well. Like, you're right. He does seem to not only command the run game, but, He's commanding the field there. Many uh, I've seen him, I think, two or three times now. Watch the pitch clock. Make sure that they're not, you know, calling timeout if it gets too low. And those things matter when you when you're mm-hmm. talking about saving a, a ball on the count. I mean, the little things like that that he's so aware. I mean, this is big, the big stage, and he's 
they're thinking about pitch sequencing and 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 how we're going to attack this hitter, but he's also keeping his eye on the clock. I know it doesn't seem like a big thing, but uh, for him to be able to do that while you know putting up you know some pretty good offense, like you mentioned with that OPS, I, he's a stud, man. He's a stud. Could you imagine if the Blue Jays had not pulled the trigger on that deal, and he and Adley Rutschman were in the same division for the next decade? Be pretty it's, good. I mean, Snakes made out like a bandit on that deal. I'm sorry. I, I think Dalton Varsho is a very good player, but to get Guriel Jr. and Moreno in that yeah. deal, I mean, those are two major contributors to why they're here. I didn't know that Guriel's defense graded out as high as it does. It Neither did I. I think, yeah, I think he's like a top three left fielder right now. Yep, he is. And he also has got the coolest hair I've ever seen. Like, I just don't know how cool this hair, bro. It's, it's yes, different. it is. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> when you, you should, sometimes when you dye your hair and stuff like that, it gets so funky and nasty and like crispy and stuff. His just looks soft. He looks soft. Some people working on it. He's got some people working on it. Yeah, but it's impressive. I don't care if he's got an entire pit crew working on it. That'd hair. be a good Halloween costume for you, Lord Escurrell Jr. Yeah. I'll actually be inside while the kids are getting candy. I'll be watching game for the World Series. So true, man. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Okay, so we know the stars out there. There's plenty of them between these teams, even if they aren't the most hyped squads in MLB history. Which kind of under-the-radar player do you think will shine brightest? Okay, I went with the one that's a little... really He's really off the radar, in my opinion. But I think that he's got this feeling inside his bones right now. And I talked about earlier in the show, Chris, wow. how, look, everyone knows you got to hit home runs. To win these series, you got to have you got to hit a two run homer. You got to have these big innings. That's what's happening right now in baseball. Um, Alec Thomas has that home run feel. Hmm. Okay, he only has seven hits in the postseason. Four have been for home runs. I think I think there's something to that. I think he's feeling it. I think I mean he's obviously hit some big ones in this postseason as well. He wants those moments. Now, once you have a big moment like that in the postseason or just in general, you just want more of them. And you start to feel more and more comfortable in those big situations. It wouldn't surprise me. And Alec Thomas is a guy that, you know, you probably think about him running down the ball in center field or stealing a bag before you think about his offensive statistics. They haven't they weren't good in the in the regular season. But like I said, four homers out of his seven hits. He's got an 865 OPS. It wouldn't surprise me if he ran into one in a big situation in the World Series. So I'm going out, Thomas. Okay. Yeah, we know his pops was a longtime strength and conditioning coach for the um, for the White Sox. wonder if uh, if dad was part of that team that won it in 05. I didn't know that. That'd be kind of cool Jeez. if, like, father and son got rings in different organizations in different roles. It's kind of neat. I would love that. Yeah, I'm kidding. Right? Brian Snicker's son, is he the assistant hitting coach or the main one in Houston? He's the assistant because okay. Centrone, I think, is the. Oh, is he still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Um, So for me, I, he's under the radar. I, this is kind of a tough one. Hopefully you'll let me slide because okay. he did start the all-star game. But when you think about the Texas Rangers lineup, you don't immediately think about Josh Young, do you? No. Because he's toward the bottom of the lineup. So you really yeah. don't think about it. Is that, is that a, a big variant? there? Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's weird because he did he did start the all-star game up there in Seattle. 
He's got seven extra base hits in 12 playoff games. I'm a little concerned about his strikeout numbers. In the ALCS, he struck out 10 times. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Young guy. So sometimes maybe the moment does get a little big for him. But I did kind of peek at some of the stats. He did hit a couple of homers off of Brandon Fott earlier this year. So game three in Arizona. I like that, C-Rosie. I ain't saying I'm calling my shot. But if he goes deep, do not be surprised in game three. Don't I be like surprised. Okay. Plus, with the exception of one game in Houston where he had a little kind of a fielding bugaboo, ball got under his mitt, bobbled kind of an easy play, still made it, but didn't look pretty. He has played a really good third base. I know we got on him, and a lot of Ranger fans are like, what are you talking about? He's been a very good fielder for us this year, which is true. He just had one game where he seemed a little off. But other than that, he's been pretty dependable. So a lot of young guys we could have picked. We didn't. Neither one of us picked Corbin Carroll, by the way. No, it's kind of the obvious answer. Um, the guy I'm rooting for the most in this series, Longo. And it's, it's not my guy. Long, I I do. I love Longo. That's I shouldn't have started the question or my statement like that because I am rooting for Longo the most. But one guy who I'm really rooting for also uh, is Brandon Fought. Man, I think that I, I want to see him go out there and continue this. Like I think it's so cool when guys can just turn it on in the postseason. And you're written off and, you know, no one expects much from you at all. Then you go out and do what he's done in the last couple starts. He, I mean, he looks nasty. I, I hope it continues. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, he really uh, he turned it on because he was a he was one of the reasons that we at least I didn't believe in this team. I didn't believe in him during the season because they didn't have a, a competent third starter. And then when they got to the playoffs, I was like, who are you going to try out out there? Brandon Fott? Papadid? You know, or it. it, but he is, yeah. he's made some of us look silly. No problem here admitting it. All right. Baseball today presented to you by Fubo. Yeah. We've been talking about the world series for months now, but now let's talk about how you actually watch the world series. If you want to catch all the excitement in the first ever fall classic matchup between the diamondbacks who haven't won this thing since 2001 and the Texas Rangers who have never won it before. Just check out FUBU. It's a live TV streaming service, more than 200 channels of sports and entertainment. Now, FUBU also offers access to local channels and regional sports networks. So not only can you watch the World Series on Big Fox, you'll also be able to enjoy live games and dedicated coverage of the NHL and NBA teams from your area, which we know is oh so important these days. To learn more about FUBU, visit FUBOTV.com slash Baseball today to see which channels are in your lineup, as well as to score 14 days free. That is FuboTV.com slash baseball today. Yeah, can you believe the NBA started this past week? Dude, I asked last night. I was the Laker game was on, and I was like, is this a real NBA game? It was. I feel like, you know, NBA fans are probably not happy with me there, but it was. It was a horrible fourth quarter. But who won? I didn't see it. Lakers? Lakers came, yeah, Lakers came back and won. Uh, the Suns were without two of their ben top Booker. three players. Yeah, Booker didn't play, and Bradley Beal hasn't played yet for them. But mm-hmm. Durant was there and missing shots left and right in the fourth, and they just, you know, whatever. It's game. When two are you starting basketball today? You got football today, baseball today. Let's go. That one, I think I would struggle with a little bit. I watch, I watch all the Cavs games, but I, and I'll watch, you know, I'll watch games here and there on NBA. 
Um, You're I a dig sicko, it. man. I am sicko. I need like I need a hobby. I need to get out of the house more. <laughs> That's your off season. If you could pull that off, get Rose out of the house once a week. I invite you all the time. Let's go. I know you do. I'm busy. Well, I am busy right now. I told you September and October, my two busiest months. All right. Then we'll get it going. All right. Once again, we want to thank everybody who continue to send in great, great questions in our Seeky question of the week. Once again, we've been doing this every Friday throughout the month of October. And when we choose your question, that means you'll get a thousand dollars in credit to use on the SeatGeek app, which is fantastic because that allows you to get probably multiple seats to multiple events and you get to enjoy your life. You get to leave your house, unlike Chris Rose. Tough time paring it down, but this week's winner. Is it Brian Feingold? I always forget if it's Feingold or Fengold or I think it's Feingold. I'm going to go with Feingold right there. I'm going to go with Feingold. So, Brian, we appreciate your participation as always on the uh, app to chat with us afterward. And he gave us the best question of the week, which was if each World Series team was able to pick one player from each team they beat in the playoffs to get here to join their squad, who would each team have chosen this year? And because I'm a moron, I didn't read the question right. So I read it as though pick a person that you beat in route. So it wouldn't be three players you're adding. It would be one player you were adding. Did you read it that way too? We're only getting one player now because I prepped for three. See, you prepped for three and you did it right. Um, I am going okay. to have to... Uh, very quickly. I'll go. I'll go first because I'm taking you the go back. first. You're going the Rangers, okay? Yep. Okay. So go ahead. no, no, wait. You're doing. Oh God, Almighty! All right, I'm doing the D-backs. So okay. here's who the D-backs have played, Chris. A little refresher course for you. They went through Milwaukee. They went through Los Angeles, and they went through Philadelphia. Now, some of these are kind of easy, like no brainers. Uh, but I'm just gonna go with it, okay? In Milwaukee, I was tempted to grab a starting pitcher, um, but that's not. Tori Lovello's thing. So I'm going to grab Devin Williams and just insert him into the bullpen yeah. and just kind of give him more length there. I, I, Tori wants that. It's a chess match for him. He likes it. Having Devin Williams come there. Can you imagine him, Ginks, and Seawald, 7, 8, 9. That's very reminiscent of, you know, like a 2014-15 Royals team that I saw a lot of and they scared me a lot. So I'd take Devin Williams from the Brewers. I think that would be a lot of fun. The mm -hmm. Dodgers... I also wanted to give a starter from there, but they don't really have a starting pitcher know, to give. Right? So mm -hmm. uh, I'm not doing that. Um, I am going to insert Freddie Freeman and I'm just going to put him. I'm going to relieve uh, like my guy Longo of the DH spot. Sorry, Longo. He's been dh a lot. I'm going to put Freddie Freeman in there because Christian Walker has been so good defensively at first base. I'm not taking him off first base. They're so I'm both, just by put, the way, they're both elite defensive first I know, base. I know, but I'm not doing that to Christian Walker. I'm not taking him off his own dang no, team. Longo, I love him. you so much. You'll understand if I plug Freddie Freeman in for you, right? <laughs> He'll understand. So then for the Phillies, I was going to go Bryce Harper. I was. I'm not, though. I'm putting Zach Wheeler in that rotation. I think if I think they need that more than they need a Bryce Harper, especially if I put Freddie Freeman on their team from the Dodgers. So because the Dodgers didn't have a good starting pitcher to put in, because I really wanted to put Harper at DH for them, uh, I'm going Freddie Freeman DH, and then I'm gonna get Zach Wheeler to round out that rotation. And that is an I think with They're those three ads. guys, look out. 
Amazing that you're passing on Bryce Harper, but it's the right move, in my opinion. I think so, too. I had Wheeler written down, too. All right. Um, so, American League. Yes. Refresher course. The Rangers started their American League playoff journey in Tampa Bay. So, I look around Tampa Bay's everyday lineup. There's nobody out there I would like to put, you know, maybe Randy Rosarena. You know, I would think. But Evan Carter, we're not going against him these days. So, they need they need to lengthen their rotation. I've got my guy glass in my phone. So I'm just calling him and say, Hey, do you mind pitching right after, you know, Jordan Montgomery game three? I know he wasn't good in the playoffs. He walked too many guys, but I still trust him. And he has some demons to exercise in that Arlington stadium. If he has to pitch there later in the series from the 2020 world series. Okay. So now they made a stop in Baltimore. I, there's nobody in Baltimore that I feel like, you know, like, could I replace Cedric Mullins in center instead of Tavares? Yeah, maybe I could do that. You know, I'm not going to put Gunnar Henderson in there over Marcus Simeon. I don't think. I don't think I'm going to do that. So I'm going to take a bullpen piece. I'm going to take Cano. Okay. You know, I'll add him to it, right? It would be easy if Batista was still around. Yeah, That'd be a slam dunk, but he's not. So at least I need to up the bullpen a little bit with Cano. And then the the good news is he doesn't have to close games because I'm going to take Ryan Presley from the Houston Astros, who has gone, what, 18 or 19 consecutive playoff outings without giving up an earned run? Yes. So I just strengthened my bullpen twofold. You know, I'm moving some guys out of there. You know, LeClerc can be a good setup guy now. I can move him to the eighth. Cano can come into the seventh. All of a sudden, you better... Ploof, your lineup better start scoring in those first six innings or you can kiss it goodnight. It ain't happening. I like that. They don't really don't need any help offensively. So you went all uh, a starter and two bullpen pieces. That makes sense. Yeah. That's a fun that's a fun little drill, though. That can I fun. tell you this? Yeah. This used to actually happen. If you if anybody used to play uh, AAU baseball, which was like, you know, before mm. all these tournaments, perfect game and everything, there was AAU was what mattered. And they'd have all these uh, like regional uh, tournaments to get to the big dance. You had to win one of these regional tournaments, and then you got to go to the national AAU tournament. Uh, but what they did, Chris, was the team that won the AAU regional tournament, if they wanted to add any players from like the teams that they played right. against, they could. So I, that's how I got to go to a lot of ah. these things because we because we didn't we like we would get guys from my little league together, my pony league together, and we'd have a team. Uh, and then, so we did that and then Delman and I got invited by this team called the SoCal angels and Delman this guy, this guy was a baller and paid for everything for us to go out and play this thing. So it was awesome, bro. Sounds very, very, uh, legal. All this stuff. Why? Of course it was legal. Sounds paid very for, it was awesome, legal. Man. Oh boy. It must, must be nice to have talent in something when you were younger. Yeah. All right. Give me a winner. I gave I gave mine on talking baseball. I I I part of me wants to lean D backs, but I've picked against them every single series. Uh-huh. Uh and so and they've won, so I don't want to do that to D backs fans. So I'm going Rangers. Uh-huh. Um I don't really have a good reason, to be honest with you. I, I, I think that the ability to put up those crooked numbers means something. I'm going Rangers in six. Yeah, well, I've picked I'm against. Com- I'm not super confident. I picked against both these teams every step of the way, including back in the regular season where I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. So I've really, I've nailed this one. Got it. Boy, I'm so good at this stuff. Um, 
obviously our boy Hedgy, rooting for him in Texas. I want him to get that ring. I think it'd be fantastic for him. Uh, I'm going to pick the Diamondbacks. I think they're going to win it in seven. I'm going to get my seven-game series. So I think that's a really popular pick right now. I've been, yeah. I've been perusing. D-backs in seven is a popular pick. Yeah, so congratulations, Rangers. You guys are going <laughs> to run away with this thing. In four, it'll be over. We do have a game one recap. That'll be coming out on Saturday. We have yeah. a special Saturday edition of baseball today, so make sure you tune in for that then. We will take Sunday off, and then we will resume Monday to wrap up what happened in game two and preview game three as the series shifts to Arizona. Yep. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented and still clean-shaven Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Saturday on Baseball Today.